On that note, howdy. Hey there. Hey. Uh, hey now. We got uh, finally got Nick, my brother Nick. It's only taken in the um, office four months. Yeah, what was that? October twenty eighth <laughs> or something? Well, no one ever said perfection's quick. Yeah. yeah. October, November, December. Five months it's taken you to get over here. Gee, many crickets. <laughs> is it really? I was thinking about that. Like, well, yeah, October. we literally. Does it feel like it's been five? It's months? It's not been no. five months. Yes, it doesn't it feel well, like that, and it has been. Rest well, October, we, November, December, January, and now we're into February. November, December. January. You're two weeks shy of five months. November, December, January, February, four months. Four months. October, but it's the 28th. end of October. It's the end of October. It's February 14th. <laughs> You're two weeks shy of five months. You can't say four months. You got to say four and a half months. November, glass half full kind of guy. I'm two weeks short of four months. October, November, <laughs> December, January, February. Take off we half went, of this one. We, we went, we went hunting. This one. I'm feeling attacked all of a sudden. I, I, we I, I, I'm, I'm with I'm We with went him. hunting the nope, end of October. Yeah. And it's the end of February. All of November, all of December, all of January. Half of February. I'm two weeks short yeah. of four months. Yeah, it's three, been three. Let's I, just it's call not it that I haven't plus. been up here. It's just that I haven't been able to get on the podcast. You guys have you know a ton of content to record. You couldn't fit me in. Sounds sure. like you don't care about the audience. I we all, we told the them the week we got back that you'd be back the next week to talk about it. I Turns out, I wasn't informed. I'll tell you what it has been is over sixty days. Yeah, and it, and, it, and if you know anything about scoring animals, uh, and placing animals into record books and Boone and Crockett's and things like that. They make you wait 60 days to dry. So maybe we jumped the gun a little bit on having you here because we should wait till the 60 days were up anyway. Where does that 60 day deal come from? What is, what's your knowledge base on that Crosby brothers? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't understand it to be honest with you. Velvet. Like I get like velvet, right? You take 30% off of your score because obviously there's a lot more mass, you know, in your horns the dry, it, when the, they're covered the true in drying period for velvet, right. for sure. A hard horned animal. I, I don't know. I it, mean, I, I get that. What, so the skull plates, well, it'd be interesting to know what, what you lost on your deer. Uh, you know, he didn't lose anything. Yeah, I, I we had him treated a little bit based on well, we know, we an taped field it, score, sure. Yeah. Had, had a few Jack Daniels, which and, that usually is the opposite. You right. Usually, kind of you stretch that tape a little bit, you know, or but don't they stretch do, it, put a little slack in it. They typically tell you that they shrink, and we did nothing uh, to not make your shrink. There are some ways that you can store them and hang them and stuff to keep them from shrinking. We did not do that. The taxidermist just had it the whole time and he didn't do anything with it. I went to his shop on Saturday. He has more horns than he knows what to do with. Um, but it didn't shrink, it, but I mean, it's we not, might not have scored it correctly being that you're say excited. It was, I would say it was scored pretty damn accurately, really, but it, for, but it was very close. Oh, it yeah. just, uh, it would be nice. To, like it'd be cool to have an official score. Score it the, the you know the day sure. of kind of well, thing. The, hard, the thing is, the hard horns aren't really going to change very. I much. figure you lose a little bit. With that skull plate's going to shrink a little bit, right? Well, I don't. I don't think you lose. I, I. That's what I can't say. But the sixty days really has nothing to do with what you're talking about. It has to do with when they first come up with that system. We were they weren't quite in stage coaches, but 
you couldn't get across country. So as far as getting to back to the city to score, they wanted to make it equal for somebody who was way in the back oh. country as opposed to on a country road. So it just, it's, it's just stuck for all these years because it was just kind of the standard, especially for velvet type animals. Cause if somebody was near the city and they got it scored right away, of course the guy that was way in the back country is velvet's going to shrink. Right. So they just applied it across the board to all animals, hard horned or velvet. Right. So it's not your animal. A hard horn animal is not going to change really that much at all. Right. It's just they've stuck with that. Now, that could not be the 100% full story, but that's at least what I've read on a few different times. Oh, you have actually read some? Yeah, it just it has to do with it has to do with the old days, essentially. And it just, you know, what if you had to get on a train and, and take the take the your animal back to Cleveland or something and some big whitetail you had, you know, it's going to it's going to be there 60 days later than the guy that that was a lot closer. So they just come up with that based on travel time back in the days before, you know, modern day technology. That makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. I guess. Cause you sit there and go, exactly. Why, how much is a hard horned animal going to change? It really isn't. It's just, they've always stuck with that. And it just makes sense to just keep it the same so that it's standardized. Right. Well, it's, it's pretty much always been that way. So yeah. why now all of a sudden, why are you going to change the rule? And then that's going to bring in some controversy, right? Right. I you had, know. I had someone ask me when I got mine scored is what's the, so my good buddy who big time hunter, he texted me and he said, what's the outside date of when you can submit a score for official scoring? Cause he has a pretty big buck that he shot with a bow six years ago and he never turned it in. I and, believe there's none. Yeah, I was so gonna say, there's none. You I started could, looking around, and, and I've gotten old animals of mine officially scored. Yeah, and from you know when I was a teenager, kind of stuff. So I don't think there's any expiration date on it. I couldn't find if anything. If anything, you've you know you've possibly you've hurt yourself. Bit, yeah, so. hurt yourself a little yeah. bit. But and I really, the only anything. the only animal. I mean, you can't like you said you can freeze the 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 antelope's the one where you really you know hear about people cheating. Big horn sheep you know, too. Sheep, I get you know stuff. Yeah. And essentially, the animals that have hollow horns that aren't really horns. Yeah. Um, those are the ones where you really got to be careful on the timeline. I wonder about the timeline for a velvet animal. Cause like my velvet buck's been injected with formaldehyde. So it's not changing. Well, if it's been altered, I don't think you can get it. Yeah. Then scored. you couldn't even get it. Scored, yeah, if huh? you've had a point fixed, if you've done anything to alter it. Oh, that makes it. sense yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So we spoke about the score and we were wrong. We'll be honest with you. We missed a, a a, a mass measurement in camp that night. I don't know if we missed measured it or missed putting it into the phone in the notes section. Again, we were celebrating a little bit. Uh, so we thought he was 187 and some change the night of. And then a, a few, was it weeks later? Maybe I think we were, by the time Nick got back home and kind of settled in, maybe I it was a week later, realized what had happened. We kind of were texting back and forth, and Clint was like, "Well, where's the where's the fourth you know mass measurement on the right horn?" And it, we all went back and looked at the notes, and we're like, "Shoot, doesn't have one." Because if I remember right, I was verbally telling you, Alex, and you were putting them in your notes in your right. phone. You were just writing them down, and it just you just either I didn't type I it in, or we never fast. measured it, you or just whatever. Literally, yeah. just just missed. Yeah. Yeah. Which was an extra excitement, right? I, it's I know. Like, I, was, I was pretty pumped when you guys <laughs> sent me that text message. We yeah. we forgot to put a measurement in, and I was like, "So we we already had him at one eighty seven, and then we thought, well, 
as symmetrical as this deer is, which he is, he, he, if you just said he was the same as the other side, that gives you four more inches. So he's he's really one ninety one, and what's he he ends up being on the official. So the official score uh, came back at one ninety two and a half on gross. So we were we were actually five inches off the wrong way, which we, you know, I would I would argue that if you're measuring a deer in camp, you're loose tape, you know, you're you're giving them more than, which we were sure. trying to be pretty strict with it because it was like. We know this isn't exact, so let's be a little more strict with it. That way you're pleasantly surprised when it goes the other way versus if you're really stretching it out to the maximum and you get yourself to having a 200-inch deer and then they score it and you've only got a 195, you're upset. So we – but to be five inches off was pretty pretty well but when you're you saying five inches off that includes the four-inch miss. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we really – we were were under two inches. Yeah, basically, yeah, an inch – in the, in the good direction. Yeah. And I would also say part of being a little bit more precise with the tape is because if it, if he was kind of a 170 class buck, you probably are a little looser, but we knew he was big. Like the moment yeah. he had ground growth, which I'm sure we'll get, get to, you know, when we describe the hunt. But once we knew that he was like, you know, that type of an animal, of course you want to try to be as accurate as possible. Yeah. You so don't, that's, you that's don't want to go the wrong way with that, that measurement. I yeah. did think you were pretty tight that night in camp when you were measuring it. I didn't want to say anything. It well, definitely was. Yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah. I mean, you were I mean, accurate. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know, they they're they're uh they know, you know, kind of they which and Clint was doing it especially in the mass measurements where because you don't get to get the most mass, you actually have to kind of take the least the amount of mass. Point. Yep. So, you know, you're kind of you're kind of moving that tape up and down that spot trying to figure, you know, if it's four inches in one spot, but it's three point, you know, yeah. seven, five, that's you got to like, take the three, seven, five. Yeah, that's you know? the eighths. That's the little yeah. eighths and stuff, you know, that, yeah. Right. So you, you, well, you might've found it even, you might've been a little more tight. I, most likely, most likely where that inch plus came out was not necessarily, I don't think necessarily mass, but I just time length. You just probably, you know, one time I stretched it, I didn't, yeah. put it on that horizontal part where or you didn't take it all the way up or something. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, that, that's where, that's where the mess up was. I think was with time length. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we've talked a little bit about this hunt, but obviously never with the shooter hunter himself. Uh, but you know, so the world, if they were listening before, they kind of know that we had a short time frame, end of the season, the three of us, which is kind of funny about this podcast is that the three of us were the ones that kind of got up there early before clay. I don't don't remember exactly why clay couldn't go with us, but he couldn't go with us. And it kind of was like, we've got this half day, you know, we're going to go up early in the morning, set up camp, and then we're going to hunt half a day. Um, But, you know, not expecting really much of anything more like scout kind of a deal. And then, you know, when clay gets up there on, uh, Friday night, then we'll, we'll hunt, you know, Saturday all day, Sunday all day, and potentially could have gone into Monday all day if we needed to, but so so a very short hunt, three and a half days with that half day being, you know, not a whole lot of hope in it. And we end up killing him on that half day, (laughs) which is hilarious. Kind of that better to be lucky than be good. Right. Right. (laughs) And I mean, you know, even, even we had been up there for Jared's daughter Ainsley's hunt. And then 
uh, I actually had a friend, Adam, who had, he got a buck up there. And even just that little bit, you know, this is a three and a half an hour, three and a half hour drive away from our town. Uh, and, and we do know, obviously the family's out there, but we, we haven't been talking to anybody, but we were already hearing these ghost tales, you know, the, the campfire story. Oh man, somebody saw a 36 inch buck over here and there's a huge four by four. And those are the things that screw you up in my opinion, deer hunting, right? Is it's like you're running all across this unit to where somebody saw a 36 inch buck and you're running over here because somebody saw a big four by four. We talk about it a lot, coyote hunting is people all the time. Oh man, there's so many coyotes out here. But it's like, have you just seen the same coyote a couple times in the same field? So you're saying there's a lot. Do you really know what a 36 inch deer? Because you know a deer running away from you looks huge, right? So if you came across one that's going away and his ears are pinned back and he looks huge, is that that 36 inch buck? And really, it's not. You know, but so we were getting that right. Like we had heard that there was a big one up on the rim. We'd heard there was a big one at the cutoff. You know, we had heard there was a uh, big one up over, uh, you know, some other road over here. And it's like, what are we going to do? You know, we only have three days, really. You know, you, get, you can't chase these, all these stories around this whole unit. And we had thoughts of, honestly, we were going to go to Boulder Reservoir, which was, you know, a, a different, totally different spot. But, um, and we never really saw anything out the, the couple times we were out there before. And it was just kind of like, well, it's better to hang out on this side of the unit. That's really all we had to go on. Right. Was we, we wanted to be over towards, you know, uncle of Warren Cleo's ranch versus being over somewhere else, just kind of camping in the middle of nowhere. So that's, that's how we picked the spot. Right. Is it's just, yeah, we heard some stuff, but yeah. And I, what, what I'd throw into it too, is previous to the immediate weeks before the hunt, we were all, and we have it on previous podcasts, we were very pessimistic about this hunting year in general, but especially mule deer, just because of everything we'd been hearing from the biologists and the, oh, yeah. the counts and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, there was an even point in time where it's like, do you turn your tag back in, right? We were talking about that. Anybody that drew a yeah. deer tag, there was a you know very good chance to just turn it back in and get your points back because the, the, uh, the prognosis on the deer hunt this year was not good. Pretty much for the whole state of Nevada, yeah, east nope. side, north side, everywhere. Nobody was talking about a good year for deer. Yeah. Well, we had we had Uncle Mel on the show, and he, yeah, he basically said, which is funny though, and you could you could dig this episode back up. Is he said I would you know, I'd put in for points everywhere, and he said Northern Washoe is about the last place you can still get a pretty good deer. Was kind of what he said. If you were listening to that podcast, those might not be the exact words, but that's. And then when he, when Nick drew, yeah, it kind of, we were all kind of like, damn, you know, drew a, drew a deer tag and this why, year. Why do you think that is? What's the kind of, why do you think Uncle Bell would say something like that as far as, especially Northern Washoe, you know, would be the one exception? Because he knows it maybe? That and just like the, the migration part of it, right? Like yeah. late enough into the season, which this is exactly how this hunt ended up turning out is they do tend to be kind of pushing down from um, Idaho and Oregon and stuff. And if yeah. you're up far enough up there, which is where we're at, um, I, I have, that's, that's some of uncle Mel's, I think thinking on that sure. too, is, is you're getting those late moving bucks. And it would be, if there's weather, right. There's always that weather component, right. all that kind of stuff. So, and I don't know whether we planned or didn't plan to go late, but we were, that was the second to last weekend or yeah. was that the last weekend? It really had to do with your schedule, Nick, right. More than anything. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, 
you know, kind of, uh, I think we were the tail. It might have been the second to last week or the last week. I can't remember. I know we were on the tail end of it because we were trying to I think to it ended November it was, 5th. So it, it was basically the last. It was yeah, the last weekend. Like, you could have gone sure. into that following like Friday, I believe. Yeah, you would have like had that. to hunt during your work week for so sure. We were trying to coordinate with Clay and with you and with me and with Alex. And it was, you know, you had four different schedules. Everyone busy trying to figure it out. And that was, that was the weekend we landed on. It all happened for a reason. Right. If we're, it, if we're up there at the first part of the season. No, no chance. That's what I was going to say. It would be interesting. You would never know, but it would be interesting to know if that deer was a resident deer that has just lived to be that long. Did they? They didn't age that buck, did they? Did no. they tell you how old he is? Well, I was kind of, I was kind of foreshadowing my thought on it. That's that's what I think about it. You I say think what? that was a migrating buck. I was going to say. So you think you think it? That's what I. I never really gave it any thought till you just said that. So I wonder if it had migrated down. I think I think just putting everything together because. We had walked a pretty good, pretty good hike back up into some country. Um, we did three miles back in where there's kind of like there, there it holds bucks, it holds deer, anyways. And what happens? We get back in there. There's these awesome rim rock and you know high desert, high sage, just perfect mule deer country. And we saw nothing but mustangs, right? Yeah, nothing but mustangs. And it's kind of like, oh, the deer aren't here. The horse is kind of a out. migratory area yeah. and stuff. So seeing this deer, seeing the way it all came together. That's, that's my thought on it. Plus we had heard about some bucks, right? How do, how do people not hear about that buck? If he's around there, right? He's dead. I mean, if and he, there so was, he, he had moved from areas where people aren't hunting deer. Essentially he was on the move. Yeah. Cause we did, we actually, we weren't, I mean, we were, when we walked in, we were all definitely by ourselves, but there were people, there were deer hunters around mm -hmm. and, and were there any does with them? yeah by himself, right, so by himself. he was he was it's almost like he just showed up just showed up in a new neighborhood and it just happened to be our neighborhood yep showed up in the wrong neighborhood wrong neighborhood <laughs> uh so you know like i said we we have discussed a little bit of this hunt but i mean coming from from your your point of view nick your standpoint i mean you you killed a nice ram last year you've killed a couple deer Nothing great though, right? No. That's what I was going to ask you specifically, like deer, mule deer hunting. When's the last time you had a tag? When's the last time you harvested? Yeah. So What's... I had a, I actually had a great tag. When was it when we went to uh, Area 24 and I had my muzzleloader 24 yeah, tag? It was like 2015-ish, something yeah. like that. So that was my last mule deer tag I had. Maybe not, maybe 2013. 13. It was a while ago. So I had, good, almost a decade ago. I had a oh, great, yeah. I had a great, um, muzzleloader area 24 tag which if anyone's familiar with that area it, it it does tend to hold pretty big bucks uh challenging area to hunt um and alex and i went out and i remember the first day we kicked up a pretty big three-point and with that tag first day first hunt we're like let's just give it some time see what else we can see and then we <laughs> we didn't see anything for <laughs> three days and the very last day alex picked up a buck off you know and he went ghost in, into the the trees we never found him so i ended up eating that tag but other than that i mean that was before that i think might have been 2006 Jesus. so was you had, had a, a mule deer tag in the in the built creek range and you got one that year yeah yeah nothing i i mean this 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 mule deer compared to any other thing i've i've harvested for sure but any other thing i've seen wow. with my own eyes out in the field is not anything like I've ever seen. So 15, 16 years since the last mule deer harvest and then to that. Yeah. That's pretty special. You know, I have a, 
the the one deer I have on my wall, um, I mounted. It's not a, a big deer by any means, but I it was with a rifled slug gun, which I thought was a pretty cool, a pretty cool trophy to get. Um, a Nevada. It's uh, a four by four, isn't it? It's a four by five. Yeah, he's he's small, little, you know, tiny little, not tiny, but you know, he's not making any books or records. But it was, that's the only one I've ever. That's the biggest one I've ever um, got myself. You had that big wide forked horn that you got back in the day. I remember that, right? Yeah, yeah I got a big. I got a big fork um, that. Uh, that was the the trip that my dad decided to uh, roll our brand new four wheeler down the side of the mountain and crush himself. And <laughs> the trip from hell. trip from hell is twenty three hours in and out with a dang near broken hip. And wow. then now you now you, I don't even know if we've talked about it. But those of you that know, I mean this this deer is Boone and Crockett by five inches, right? One eighty puts you in the Boone and Crockett. Yeah, one ninety two and a half. Green, which is huge. That's SCI score, if you will. Kind yeah. of just, you know, which is the score we all, that's anybody that ever asked me what size a deer is, I never tell them what the net score is. I want to tell them what they're, what they actually scored. Right. Full and score, that's, and so. 170 puts you in the Nevada book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he makes Nevada book, he makes Boone and Crockett book. Yeah. And, but yeah, the, according to when someone says he how big was your make, deer. Doesn't make all time Boone and Crockett. Doesn't Boone and Crockett. Yeah, That's all time Boone and Crockett. One ninety. Which what do you know what the difference is? Are you just you're Boone and Crockett just for the year? Uh, so I, I believe what it is if you're one eighty, um, you're in Boone and Crockett for three years. I believe is what your your listing is. You have to do one ninety or above to get lifetime award for Boone and Crockett. Huh. I believe. And have you looked up? Because something I've never looked at. I love scoring deer and taking nice deer and all that kind of stuff but the buckle thing the the nevada thing have you looked into the buckle so uh, my understanding is every year it's the top three in the species um get awarded a buckle in all the whole state in the whole state not per unit but top three typical top three non-typical yeah i I believe so yes i I can't imagine and i don't know when they do that but i cannot imagine that you that's not a buckle buck so i think 20 when i looked i want to say 2021 um 185 would have got a buckle 185 did get a buckle in one in the year before me i talked Uh, to the guy that started the nevada book and i just showed him a picture but i didn't even know the score of the deer yet i mean i knew what we scored it but uh and he just looked at the picture and said that'll get a buckle so so i guess we gotta that's what we gotta do after this podcast and come back and find out when they award them have you put in for all this stuff so i, I got my uh official score back with the sheet to you have to fill out and there's you know it's it's like any other application you have to get all this stuff and the one thing that i have to uh obtained this week is i need a copy of my lice of my tag because we process the meat ourselves and i you know after i process it i chuck the chuck the tag or i don't know where i put it um but so my taxidermist does have my last tag Um, so i have to have a copy of that to submit it to boone and crockett and it requires an application you have to have the three pictures which the score gave me and you have to have your official three pictures of the horns yeah you have to have three pictures of the horn Um, he took all three and skull capped yeah skull cap um two profiles and one one head on uh and then you uh send your money in and they validate it and you're good to go they charge you for scoring no it's a my understanding it's all volunteer the official scores are all volunteers yep um and uh, you do pay to put it in the book you pay to put it in the book you pay to put it in the 50 bucks it's not 40 i think 40 dollars or something like that you talked about becoming an official score client you gonna yeah i think i will one of these days be cool get to see a bunch of cool stuff Mm mm-hmm I went to uh, 
wildlife revolutions has this deer and I was there for a different reason on Saturday. And I, dude, he's got some crazy cool stuff in there that, you know, if you, if, especially, I guess if you become a scorer, you score everything, you score antelope, deer, sheep. I don't think you have to. I don't, oh, you could specialize I think or you could do just, whatever. You know, and then obviously, but yeah, you're probably going to want to do them all just so you, you get more clients. Cause I imagine the time you put into it, you want to have, want to build a reputation i guess sure. but i i i'm speaking out of school but i don't i don't think you have to know how to score every one of them i guess it's all the same really when you i mean i guess you learn the different points of where you right you know measure right. different animals and all that yeah but he you know that that guy at wildlife revolutions a huge antelope deer sheep he gets he gets he's some got, of the better ones i mean he and he's got a lot of them man it's crazy to think what do you tell you how long for your turnaround time on the deer? A year? Yeah, I think I, I like I can't remember what he said. It wasn't anything that shocked me with how popular he is. That's uh, what I so my buddy my buddy I was on I went with a guy that killed a buffalo this weekend. I don't know that you call it a hunt, but that's what he did. And uh he took it there to get mounted and he told him ten months and I looked in the rafters and it's like hundreds of mule deer and hundreds of yeah. antelope and you know, dozens of bighorn sheep. And then, you know, obviously he's got cats and all that other stuff somewhere else that you can't see. And to think 10 months, you're going to have something turned around already. It's pretty crazy, but, um, that all, but great. You know, if you, if, if you can meet that deadline or whatever, but, um, what did you get mount? You got a shoulder mount. Yeah. I did a shoulder mount with this one. Um, I, you know, I, with my desert sheep, I'm having that one put on a, a pedestal. I'm having my, my buddy, uh, make like a custom pedestal. So I still don't have that one back yet because we're waiting. He didn't like the wood that they had for what I want. I'm doing like a live edge thing. And he's like, calls me up and says, I don't like any of the, any of these things aren't, they aren't going to work for me. He's kind of a perfectionist. He's like, mind if we wait a little bit? I'm like, no, not at all. So I'm used to waiting for a taxidermy to come back. Plus I got to figure out where, what real estate I have in the house to put it in. And It's work. always that the spot on your wall and, and the money, the cash out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. could, I yeah, don't mind a little bit of weight. You start yeah, I don't mind the weight when I'm going to get hit with the, the other half that I got to pay. Well, yeah. in, a, in a way, psychologically, too, it's been a while. I mean, I can think about some of the animals I've gotten back from the taxidermist. You haven't seen those horns in a long time, right? It's almost like you forget and you see them, and it's like you're really living the memories exactly. all over again, you know? You get excited all over again when you see it. Oh, so yeah. I, I, it's funny you say that because I thought I was going to get to see Nick's deer you know, and I, oh, that's right. I could have asked him maybe to produce them, but if you, if you ever go to his shop, he's got these big tall ceilings and the horns are up, you know, hanging pretty high. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want to ask him to see him, but I kind of, in my mind, didn't realize I'd never been to a shop before how, how busy he is, you know? So I kind of thought going in there, Oh, sweet. I'll get to see my brother's deer again, real, you know, real quick. I haven't seen it in five months or whatever it's been. But then when I got there, I was like, oh, I'm not asking him to, reproduce or you know pull them out for me you know but yeah it would have been cool to see yeah. them again i just pulled this up real quick by the way last year first place lander county 199 and six eights was Ooh. first place buckle that is a toad that's a beast wow. and then 188 and four eights out of lander county they're all out of lander county paw rock, i don't know the paw the paw rock range, coming back paw rock. clover mountains Coming back to Washoe County this Cobra's year. over on um, Smoky Valley, right? It's got to be. It's Lander County. So, when you come up, yeah. if you come up, if you're coming up like from, uh, what is it, uh, Tonopah, like mm-hmm. into Austin up there, it's on yeah. that 
West so side the middle of, of the state. Then one eight, you were right. One eighty five and seven eights was third place, and then it dramatically drops off from there as far as people reporting them. The next one seventy three was so big gap down to one seventy three. Yeah, a big so gap. You're right there at that third place from last year. Well, that's the other thing you wonder of is, you know, and this is what's hard about social media and pictures and photography is, you see a lot of you know, people post pictures of their, of their animals that they get and they they might look bigger than they are in the picture and is that how big is that truly going to score one thing and then the second is a lot of people don't you know they don't submit to the book they don't right they don't put anything in they don't care to get it scored um and so they there might be someone who has a a, a giant who just doesn't care doesn't want to or doesn't get around to doing it yep oh th- those are those are out there big time people a lot of people just don't care you know not going to spend the 40 bucks not going to spend the 50 bucks don't care if it's in that book or not or you, you figure there's probably still old timers out there that don't even know what that book is you know what i mean like sure they kill a big old deer and that's that's just meat deer, i think you it kind of I mean? goes both ways right i mean it's like old timers that you know the big bucks that you know they don't necessarily score well they're just big bucks yeah and, you know yeah. it goes both ways that's the other thing is that you'll you see now you know or you saw now that it's it, a lot of it is more about you know the it, of course the 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 measurements have to be there but you see deer with you know that are super wide but they're not real tall you know and they look really cool or really heavy but really short you know and it takes a lot to get it all to come together to sure. get a big well, especially in typical deer yeah. non-typical deer like the carson king we saw at the sheep show he's 248 but when you really look at his horns he's really like a he's like a two by three or three by two whatever you want to call him but he's also as wide as the end of a baseball bat you know but but very funky and you know, you don't look at that deer and go, oh, my God, you know, like super long points and all that stuff. It's just he's he's all mass and 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 a lot of width, I guess, too. But, you know, that's where he gets his points to get a real typical big deer. I mean, it has to be everything has to kind of be right. You know, you right. can't have that short, you know, you get one short measurement there and you're out of the, you're out of the running, you know, and then and especially in the typical world, you don't get to have any of that extra stuff that gives you, you know, like my biggest deer, he makes all his score in his extras, you know, but he's small in the non-typical world, you know, he's not small by any means, but sure. I mean, he's not 248, right? but he's also got too much extra to be a typical. So he doesn't get to be in that category either, you know, so yeah, no for you to land. kill a big typical deer. That's why they say it. I mean, if you go all the way up to a 200 inch typical net mule deer or, you know, is that is the hardest, mm-hmm. that's the hardest one to get. If, I mean, depends on what you do for, for elk, if it's 400 or 380 or whatever, but for the typical net score, Everyone says 200. 200 you know, is the, the goal of a lifetime. And think about what it takes to get to 200 from there. So uh, 15 yeah. more inches of horn. I, it would almost look, I, I would think it would almost look comical on the hoof. Oh. You know, like to see another 15 inches. Yeah. It would almost look comical. Well, that's what the, 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 the photo that they have in the, for the Boone and Crockett of a 185 deer. It's like an ugly, it doesn't look anything like your deer, but it's real long. Real long, but real narrow. You know what I mean. So it it lost some points in its inside spread, but it makes it up with these real deep, you know, forks that's and where that's how you score tall tines. Really, with any animal, but it's always it's tine length. Yeah, tine length yeah. is where the score is. But well, it's an what, ugly. That's what you were most pumped about. I remember when we when we got up to my deer on the ground. It's like 
because that's that's what makes them the score. Time lengths. Well, that, just even even in the spot and scope, like when you could see a certain angle and you could see his G twos, his backs. That's I mean, I didn't. None of us thought he was as big as as he was, but I knew. Right. I definitely, obviously, he was a shooter. <laughs> yeah. no doubt about that. But as far as like trying to really field score him and stuff, I knew he was really good because those back ends, those back ends are. He has the back ends of probably a hundred ninety five inch deer. Yeah, I mean, if he had, he has great everything for sure, but. You know, if he has another inch on each eye guard, another inch, inch and a half on his main beams, he is getting he is getting to be one night low one nineties. Yeah, because his back end, I, I do you remember off the top of your head? I'm pretty sure he's like sixteen and uh, I thought he's he was like 18. sixteen. And, is he eighteen? It's G two. His G twos are eighteen and a half. I think okay. is what we talked they're, about. They're, they're those are like, I mean, I'm not like the eighteen ex- and eighteen and a quarter on the left, and they're both eighteen and so a quarter. Eighteen on G twos is phenomenal. We'll uh we'll we'll post a picture of Nick's score sheet uh so you guys can see all his measurements and all that stuff. But we you you brought it up earlier, ground growth, and then you just kind of touched on it again. So sure, uh, I got a, a sweet video on my phone. I'll have to watch it and see if if we curse or anything like that. Not that I care, but we don't. Maybe I think it's a great little video because oh, of it's the, the, it's the it's the really shock. cool because it's like. <laughs> to see that deer's horns come up off the ground like you, you know most people talk about you know ground shrinkage right you you're excited well we had it remember in um that the buck i killed in um garbage yeah it looked really big right and it was like you know yeah kill that deer it's great and then you get over to him it's like yeah he ain't that great you know like you <laughs> get a little bit of, that's by far more you get common, a little bit right? of shrinkage yeah you see him skylighted like i talked about earlier you see him running away you see him skylighted yeah. you haven't seen a deer in two or three days and you finally see one it's like you know and yeah. so but this one you know you'll hear it in a video i'll post it i'll figure if we cuss i'll i'll figure out how to fix it but ground growth man that that freaking deer's horns came up out of the dirt and it was I've like, watched that oh video like God. 50 times. Yeah. It's it's, an, it's a minute and 10 seconds. Yeah. It <laughs> is. There. But it it uh it, it 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 was walking up to that thing was I was in shock. Yeah. Like, Which never, that's I'm, that's the impressionable part of me in the video is and I think Alex even says kind of like what you kind say of something. you know what you've yeah. done cuz yeah. I literally it was, was like in he, shock. was he disinterested yeah. he was in shock. Yeah. I was in like, shock I, you, you, just when I walked up to it I was like Holy cow! That thing is huge. It's like this guy must kill these things every every one one or two years. The way he's acting. No, in this I was video wondering. I was wondering what shot. good deeds I did before to, <laughs> to, to get this lucky. Well, you know, and that because I mean that's that's kind of the things you you think about. You know, like social media. You you see these. You touched on it. You you, you see these photos and stuff. But this is a video. There no there ain't no hiding what this thing is. It's, it's not set to a backdrop. It ain't being held out like a fish or any of that stuff. It's you see it come up off the ground as as raw as you could get it. You know what I mean? And it's like, when you see it and you go, oh, man, like, dude, he's a stud. It makes you feel good about a buck like that, too. He was killed, you know, in the prime of his life and probably a year or two into the prime of his life. So, you know, he spread his genetics around. Oh, yeah. Did he spread them in Southern Oregon or Northern Nevada? Hopefully both. Yep. yep. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I thought it was like, you know, he was just a big bodied, big mature. He Healthy. Wasn't, he wasn't old. He wasn't young. He was just about as ideal as you, what, you, what you want to take. Yeah. It w- it, I would have liked to have known how old he was. I guess that would have been something we had to have done, you know, when he had his teeth still. But 
Oh, we never, I don't even remember looking at his teeth. I guess it don't even I matter. I think he was... I, yeah, we looked at his teeth. Did we? we? I think, oh. I'm sure he was right there. I think he... What did you say? Six? I was going to say, we guess him at seven years old, yeah, six, no, seven was, years old. I'd say he was perfect, perfect. I mean, you figure... He had the gray in his face and... Big neck. There is no... You could never pass on him, right? You couldn't... You can't... I, we don't live in a state where I guess I don't know. We've talked about this before in the past, but it's like we don't we don't live in a state where, you know, like a lot of these whitetail guys will see a deer and it's, you know, five and a half years old, six years old, and oh, we'll pass on him. You we know, next on year trail cams. You and, might never see that deer again, yeah. regardless of migration or anything else. You might not get a tag for freak. I haven't had a tag since when 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 was our last deer tag? 2015 or no, uh, 18. The archery tags, yeah. yeah. 2018's been somewhere in there, or 17, or... whatever. It's been four or five years since I've had a deer tag. So it's not like you can see a deer like that and go, boy, next year he's going to be 200 inches because next year you're not going to have a tag. And someone you know is not going to have a tag. So you see a deer like that. I feel really confident if you, again, looking at pretty much all of his points, but those G2s, they he got he gets that extra inch or so because he kind of curls a curve in. to him. That just, that's got to be that last bit of growth. There's no, That thing's not growing right. anymore. So. If anything, he goes down, But the down, year or right? two before, he probably maybe didn't have those last few inches. So, I it, mean, he's he had to have been about as big as he was ever going to be, as mature as he ever was going to be in his life. And it's only funky. He's got that, his one eye guard is is like a triple eye. Is it a triple or triple. a double? And he has a single eye guard on the other side, which that's got to be some of your loss, right? We didn't which really talk about that. that so that that growth there takes away from his G four. So his back of his front fork is the where he gets his deductions. If I remember right, that's seven and eighth deduction is what I. And do they tell not, you not bad? Like, on. Like or you half can see it, where right? half of it is his G fours. His G fours and if the funky eye guards on the on the left hand side on his left horn, I believe so. Yeah. And that's his left horn's got the the smaller G four, and that's that seems to make sense, right? Let's just say, you know, if it's a a tip a mule deer is supposed to be a typical four point animal with eye guards, and they have something funky like that, and they grow five extra inches of whatever, that's going to take away. And you see that a lot if you start looking at a lot of horns. It's like, oh my god, look how look how big that extra tine is on that side, and then they have a front one that's that's small. It's smaller than the other side, so they they grow almost like the same amount of bone. They got the same. It's uh, just distributed a little bit differently. Minerals and whatever that, sure. that, that to grow their horns, it just gets moved. Just like when they get hurt and whatever. Was that correct, by the way? I thought yeah. you might be. A little, yeah, that's. Yeah. So his left eye guard's the funky one. Yeah. So his, you know, you you could probably look at. You bet you if you yeah left if you, if you measure all those little inch measurements, one. it's probably that three and a half inch deduction that he gets on his G fours. Would you say he's got seven and a quarter of deductions? Seven and an eighth of deduction. Yeah, and I'm 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 just about half of them are that one point that G four measurement. That's pretty. It, it is interesting that the deer scoring, you know, the horn scoring, all of it, I guess, is kind of. But mule deer to me, you know, in in general, you know, is kind of the most interesting way that not way they get scored but just to see how the different scoring goes and non-typical to typical and how well you know your cousin thomas kills these huge non-typical mule deer that what was that one two was it 270 270 something right i mean bigger than a lot of guys elk they could ever kill in a mule deer and i guess so what i'm going to say is that the non-typical ones that to and i've looked at a lot of them lately 
trying to figure out where their horns are, you know, what's oh, the what, their frame, their yeah, main frame. When they get real funky like that, it's like, okay, so which one do you measure as the G2 and which one's the three and four and yeah. where, you know, when you get those big crazy deer like that, to be a scorer like you're talking about, it, it'd be interesting to figure out. I get, you know, you're going to get all the measurements at some point, but they, you hear us talk about, well, he's a mainframe, you know, four by four, he's a mainframe four by three, but then he's got all these kickers right, and stuff like right. that. It's cool what's... to look at their horns and map out what, mm-hmm. what they should be, you know, like what my brother killed here, what, what your typical four by four looks like. It doesn't get much more typical. No, that's it really what, doesn't. His is insanely. And that's what everybody I show the picture to. Oh, it's just, you know, it's perfectly symmetrical, you know, basket buck. Like that's what you're looking for when you yeah. want a non or a typical deer, you that's know, that's score. Really that's good. it. Boom. That it mentioned in some of thomas baker's you know deer is he has some that are really like those extra freaks that are 260 270 non-typical but if you just score their main frame they're 210 220 inch yeah and he has a few of them i think he's got like three or four bucks down there that they they are in the record books for both you could score it as a with SCI, they can score it with Get both, just their yeah. typical frame and then all the extra stuff and that that means that they're freaks because they're they're typical big enough typicals to score hugely like that. And then they just have a whole bunch of extras going on versus, you know, there's like you were saying earlier, those bucks that are like fork and horns or they're three by twos. They're, they're nothing for a typical frame, but they're, they score 260 points because they got so much trash and junk and they're kind of ugly in a way. Right. Versus, you know, so if you're talking about that Goliath buck that our cousin killed, that's it. A, his typical frame is unbelievable. Just the one this year, I said it in the text, like just his front, his front fork on the left side forks again. So he has a four point a frame four point that's frame. His, his front forks. If you had just that deer on both sides, I'm sure he's 170 inches. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's just his front forks. Yep. It's crazy. Just uh, So there's, it's, it, they're symmetrical, but then they're non-typical at the same time. I just, I had to know, uh, the, the world record, uh, mule deer, typical, was killed in 1969. He's 226 inches and four eighths. So, granted that that that's huge, but it's not in the typical world. He's not that far from your deer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's hard to find those extra ten it, points. Right? That's just it's so much. But yeah, but yeah. But I mean, you know, twenty six. But then if we were it's to look at what the, get. the world record, non typical yeah. is going to be insane. Like, yeah. It's just typicals don't have a lot of room for that extra, you know, garbage. They like can't. You said. They can't because yeah, they're going to get, get deductions. Four horns. Yeah. And that's what the, the world record has a little tiny kicker coming off one side, which is actually his, he would be deducted that score. I mean, you've even heard of stories way back in the day where guys would saw off that extra point because it was such a great typical, but then yeah. you have this five inch cheater that yep. messes them up. So they saw, you know, they cut it off. <laughs> so, so, yeah. uh, since I looked at it, uh, oh my god, three hundred and fifty-five inches. I was just gonna say, eights. like, there's the there's the, the I think the biggest Nevada one is the Avery buck, and he's just shy of three hundred. He's like two hundred ninety-eight inches, but he's kind of a cool buck because he's one of those that we were just talking about down in Mexico. He's he's got a big frame on him too. God, but this I think good Lord, day, that, he's the that big... non-typical world record Chip, is insane. Chip yeah. Chip Lake, Alberta, Canada, three fifty-five and two eights. That would put you in the book for elk in Nevada. Yeah, you can only imagine all the junk and it's just stuff yeah, that's it's on everywhere. 
have and that's another one that's interesting to look at and go okay what's his what's his real main frame and what's not you know but anyway that was a tangent that i didn't plan on being on but i i hope you do become an official scorer so that we can learn those different things and talk about it on the show yeah and i've always if you pose the question i guess we pose it to the three of us here 185 inch 190 inch gross type of mule deer buck typical or a 210 inch non-typical say you know seven by eight which one would you rather kill typical i'm, I'm, I'm in the guy. typical book myself too yeah. i like non-typicals yeah see i'm, I'm just i take this buck nick's buck any day over something that's maybe even 30 inches bigger that's got junk going everywhere and kind of ugly certain sir yeah i guess i like just, certain he's kinds perfect. of non-typical he's just yeah. he's so symmetrical and so perfect that i don't know they're just there there's a little bit more beauty to it in my in my opinion well that you know that california or not california that carson king that we just saw i, I had never i've seen it in pictures they had the mount at the sheep show yeah. it's not a good looking he's deer. ugly it's yeah, ugly it's ugly it is yeah. big, and and you know what? You know what's sad about that deer, and it, it, you guys can Google it uh, if you don't know what we're talking about. Two or three years ago, he was a stud. Like somebody should have killed him two or three years ago. We actually had that tag. More you know, more it, years than that it, ago. It, more, but he was he was big back then. 2016. too. But, but he ended up just being a a city buck that nobody could ever really get to him. He lived in the neighborhoods and. He, I, I don't, I think I read, or he's, he was 13 years old or something like that. So he had just regressed down so much that he was just basically these, these two huge baseball bat things coming out the side with very, you couldn't really define his points anymore, but he was a lot bigger back in the day. And, which and it's which sad, tells you, you there's know? a right, there's a, there's a right time. It writes the wrong word, but there's an ideal time to, oh, yeah. to harvest an animal, right? Just like you, don't you just take said them about too young, and you don't want to take them too old, right? Both, you you want to catch them in there, and they probably have what two years of being yeah. prime, you know, two or three years yeah. of of being that's as big as they're going to get. They've bred plenty of does; they're not going to get any bigger, and if anything, they're going to start going down if they don't get killed. It, yeah, they're just and succumb to the elements. All that's that, it. all I mean, that extra stuff, killed sure. by anything, yeah. hit by a car. Yeah eaten by a lion yeah there's gonna you know, slow down a bit whatever plus just the other side of why we do what we do is they're still good eating want to eat them still yeah. good eating you know i had some years the other day carson king can't can't taste that good I, i've been eating <laughs> him at, uh, pretty much every week since i harvested yeah yeah and you did uh mostly ground right you and clay mostly ground that yeah, thing we did, that uh, we a, did a lot of ground we did uh six different kinds of uh sausage and a lot of ground buck or you know ground ground meat and then i still have well obviously i still have the steaks and stuff and i was getting ready to do uh i was gonna smoke some jerky but we ran it the boys and i ran out of time last weekend because that's a jerky's a process you know you gotta tend to that and with my with the kids in their sports it just doesn't lend itself to be able to to sit around the smoker the the whole day but yeah we've been uh we did i actually did my grandfather's uh my great-grandfather's sheep herder bean recipe with the uh, instead of when it calls for beef i just use the deer and it was Probably my best batch I've made. Mm. And I'll so tell you that good. I've learned jerky, if they if the recipe on the Traeger site says four hours, it's like six to eight. <laughs> I don't maybe I don't cut it thin enough, but it, it takes way longer than you think. But I do uh somebody gave me one of those jerky guns. And how do you see, like that? Did you try I haven't it? used it yet. 
but I'm going to use some of your ground stuff and do like, you know, you can do like jerky sticks, like the, like a slim gym or whatever, you know, yeah, but, but yeah. so I'm going to try that. Or you can do flat, like ribbon pieces, but with ground meat. So I want to try that too. That'll be, I think that'll be that good. Sounds excellent. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, you might as well, I'll throw in some of my elk. You still got some? Oh, tons. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I wonder if I have to grind it up or not grind, but maybe just chop it up a little bit finer. I don't know. We'll have to play with it. I know you could do the sticks. It's got, you know, different attachments. You could do the sticks too yeah. or whatever. I did. Yeah. So one of the, one of the guys in my office, he, uh, he's into, he just got a smoker and he's really into smoking meats. And so I, uh, I gave him some of my, some of my steaks from my deer. He tried it with the family and he came back and he said that was unbelievable. First time he's had venison, first time he's cooked venison. And I gave him some, you know, some elk before and, he tries it out, but his his little kid is like I think he's like five or seven or seven years old, and he, I guess the kid asked for seconds for the, the steaks. I was like, well, you need to start hunting then, bud. What what <laughs> we ate some of yours that night? Did we have the tenderloins that no, night? No, uh, Lavor brought some of his up to camp. We never ate any of yours that night. Lavor brought his. That in, was Lavor's. Oh, which was tasty too. That was good. Lavor, was really well, Lavor's lived on an alfalfa field his whole yeah. life. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was very tasty. Was I'd venture to say he wasn't that category of buck we were talking about as far as maturity level. No. <laughs> a little on the More, real good the, eating. What's the word for veal in the uh, venison world? Those that eat on Lavor's property. Uh, they're tasty. Tasty. It'd be nice to have a... They give away a doe tag up there? I guess youth-wise, I guess you could kill a doe, right? It's the youth tag. What I mean, just briefly, what'd you say? Your last tag was two thousand what? Fifteen, fourteen. Uh, trying to think. It, it. You and I were hunting. I got uh, pictures I, on my it, phone. I can't remember. I want to say it was two thousand seventeen. No, it wasn't. Was it? I think it was two thousand seventeen. I think I went five years without a tag, without a mule deer tag. I was gonna say uh, that was when Mom killed her bighorn sheep. Was that the same year? Uh, it was the same year, right? I don't know. But you had the tag, but you didn't harvest. Didn't harvest. Saying earlier. Yeah, yeah we, so. uh, you know, and it, it's, it was one of those things. It was just a, it's such a great tag, like opportunity wise, as far as if you're, if you're looking for a, a really good buck, it's there or tends to be there. But, uh, again, I'd find amount of time. That was 2017. To do the hunt. And I, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to shoot that big three. It was a heavy three point, but it was, in a, to, in my opinion, that's a that's a great area. It generates a lot of great bucks, and it was our first time out. It was exactly like the same situation we had in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you know first day, first hike, and we come across a buck. Yeah. If we would have seen that same three point, we wouldn't. That same thing would have happened. We would have kept hunting. So, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I would have passed that every day yeah. of the week. That tag that he had, you know, was in the. It's in those, it's in the trees, you know, in the pinions. It's hard. Saw, saw lots of turkeys. Lots of, uh, we saw a bunch of deer. We saw, we and saw, then we saw one big one and just couldn't. That was whenever we saw like 30 trail cams set up on a mm-hmm. guzzler. <laughs> oh, we saw, I forgot. We saw those two. We saw that one good five by five over there, but just couldn't. Muzzleloader too. I mean, open sight muzzleloader is different yeah, than rifle, you know. In the trees. Yeah. In the trees. Extra tough. So I was just going to. I, I was having a discussion with a guy the other day, just the draw process in Nevada, you know, so you waited five years. I mean, I haven't had a tag in coming on five years now. I haven't had an archery tag. Well, my last one was an archery tag, and it used to, you used to think 
put in for archery because you draw one every couple of years. You draw something. We put in for cow tags with archery. Can't draw anything. I don't know. Nevada's it's a getting tough hard. state to draw a tag in, and and that goes into you know you obviously would never pass this deer up or whatever, but it it does affect the way that you hunt, right? Because you kind of think I'm not going to be out here for four or five more years, you know. Yep. So whether that makes you be more picky, whether that makes you just want to get something in your freezer, I guess that depends on. Doesn't it kind of depend on your stage in life, I guess, kind of, you know, what you've harvested previously is your freezer full, you know, there's multiple factors that go into that. You know, not every guy needs to kill a deer every time they have a tag, but. And then there's some people that it doesn't matter, right? Like we, we look for horns, you know, I guess. guess First thing they see is bigger and higher in his ears and yeah put him in the truck and they're pumped and i remember you know i went antelope hunting with a guy a few years ago and right when i spotted you know i spotted a buck for him and it was like okay let's go i'm like in my mind i'm like not gonna ask me how big it is or barely a buck but it's buck yeah it's 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 over the ears you know then it's funny as we got closer he goes what do you think that thing scores i'm like nothing (laughs) (laughs) but but, and he said oh it's legal you know I, i don't care you know i just i want meat well go for it then you know that to there's not much wrong or right with that or whatever but you know if that's the if that's your you want to kill something that maybe was needed to get out of the genetics a little bit you know you'd hate to think when you're talking it. mule deer you know yeah, yeah it's just like the spike hunt with elk you know like you go out there and kill these spikes and some of them spikes might end up being you know 380 inch six points it's yeah just, i've never know, understood the spike to, hunt either it's kind of hard to know so if you're killing this little tiny spindly four point that's two or three years old. I'd rather kill something that's like, you know, a big three point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or, or yeah, a four or by a three, small three point. I don't yeah. you know. Or something that's just goofy or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. But that is, there are quite a few people. It's a four point. It doesn't matter. It's a four point. It doesn't matter if it's, it's all year. You know, yeah. It's a really young four point that you just want to, if it, if they have the, if they're young and they have the look that they're going to have some pretty good genetics, that's the kind of buck that, you know, some guys will take and some guys will pass and neither one's right or wrong. Yeah. Hey, you got a tag, you got the same right that anybody else has to it. Although the mule deer population in Nevada is decreasing. So got to kind of be careful with, I guess you don't, I mean, we should all be being careful with what's out there and you know, what you're taking, what you're passing. And yeah, like you said, if you're just out for meat, don't shoot the the four by four that could grow into something. Shoot that three by two or four by three or, you know, something like that. That's never going to be anything. I don't know. That's kind of a whatever. No, nobody's nobody's right or wrong, like you said. But maybe that's our two cents. That if you want a meat buck, there's certain ones that you could kill that are better to kill than others. Agree. Agree. So. Point number two, have you ever shot over 500 yards? <laughs> no. At an animal? <laughs> so so this, I was just having this discussion with someone the other day. Uh, I've never shot a any gun over 500 yards. So you lied to me, Jerry, because <laughs> I said, can you shoot 500 yards? And you said, yes, you didn't know. Well, that's great, I, though. I, he knew he I was could. Com- yeah, I he was wanted com- to. <laughs> I was confident in my abilities, and, and you're not, you're not going to not try, right? But it's, you know, I, I, I think the the furthest shot I've taken 
was my um, my first Desert Bighorn sheep, which is 304 yards. 304, is that what you said? Yeah. What was your sheep when we went last year? 252. And your elk was a muzzleloader? A muzzleloader, 62 yards, I think. We estimated that. We didn't have much time to to figure that out. He kind of... Wow. Kinda, I, so, I, yeah. So... Made the best we, shot we of had, his life. We had no way to... You couldn't get any closer to this deer. They're just where he was and where we were. You could have tried, but it I wasn't guess you could have walked. It wasn't going to work. Realist, no. Realistically, we would have what shaved off fifteen yards, maybe, yeah. and got a, a terrible angle. Oh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess there's. I get, but I think there's if, a lot of what ifs and or whatever. You know, I mean, you, you could have walked around another way, but yeah, who cares? If somebody wasn't comfortable with that shot in this the scenario, when they would have let him go to bed, put him to bed, and try to get him the next day. That would have been the next logical thing to do if you weren't comfortable at whatever range you're at. Well, Did you, you imagine what that night would be? That, no way. I mean, no, I no, I'm just saying, no, I know, but you I'm wouldn't saying... try to stalk. I mean, if we, let's just say, yeah. let's put us up. We were all there. Ah, I just, I'm not the wind, whatever it was. I can't get a good rest. I'm shaking, whatever it is. Let's, I don't want to take the shot. I can't take the shot right now. Let's get closer or let's put him to bed and go after him tomorrow. Could you could imagine you, the could sleepless you tell yourself what you would have been? I, I personally would have put him to bed and tried to get him if I, because well, there's no way we would have gotten closer. No, we would have yeah. blown no, him a, out of there and never impossible. seen him again. Right. Wow. So, you know, it's you know a lot of a lot of people don't uh, they don't sight their rifles in or they don't shoot them before they go out and maybe sometimes people don't take care of them uh, and like for me I, I as long as I you know have a, a good rest you know have something you know a good position I can shoot from them fairly comfortable but i will tell you <laughs> uh when i actually had it and it was time to shoot uh for like a half second i was like oh gosh don't miss it. please don't <laughs> miss this thing right now everybody does that it, uh, but you had a good rest 500 yeah i was gonna say was it 505 556 556 uh i was gonna say clint clint set you up a good rest you got yep. you had a you have the moas on your scope you got the right caliber, right? Like, you know, 300, you know, you had a 300 win and many people would tell you that's too much for a, a deer. I mean, I think a lot of people hunt with them, but a lot of people would tell you that's too much. I typically hunt with like a 30 out six. A lot of people hunt with a 270, but in this instance, a 300 turrets on the scope, dude, chip shot. Wind, I, we posted the video wind already. wasn't a factor. There wasn't going to be a lot of push. No wind, was, no yeah. nothing. And perfect shot. And it was funny because Clint and I were watching through the phone scope video. And we've, we've posted this video. I'll post it again just because it's so great. But it, it kind of it goes down. And then it turns around and comes back the other side. And it's funny if you really watch this video till the end, you're, you see his last jump where in, in relation to where we actually found him. Uh, that was his last jump, you know, and I had this crazy, we watched the video again and in my mind walking over there, I'm like, that shot looked a little bit high and he runs off with a lot of freaking, you know, energy. And it's almost like, I wonder if in my mind, I never said it out loud to anybody, but I kind of was like, did he hit him in that nomad zone? Like above, above the vitals and below the spine and we're not going to find this thing now. That was what was going through my mind when we were walking over there. Because that video, it, it, he runs out of frame in, in the moment. 
you know, now that I've watched it a bunch of times, you can tell that he's falling down. But I didn't yeah. realize it at that time. It was none like, of us man, were convinced that he went down that right. fast. We thought we had a little bit of a track job. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I was I, after, you know, I think you had made the comedy a little high. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I wasn't surprised I was a little high. Um, just, you know, from when I when I let it go. I had the same thought, though. I was like, oh, my gosh, I hope I'm not in no man's land, um, which is like <laughs> the worst feeling ever. And then. As we started packing up our gear to go hike over to it, I was like, I was mentally preparing for like a multi-hour track at nighttime. You ended up being in a double lung zone. Perfect. It literally was perfect. It, I never it, thought about it, but it's actually, so you you took your deer in October, so uh, 11 months earlier, I took my elk and he it was a high shot. I over I overestimated the not guesstimated but I over analyzed the turret MOA changes and it was kind of like the same kind of shot. I had a thought like a little high and double lunged and he went I don't know eighty yards and crashed into the tree. So they were, I never thought about it till just this moment. They're actually very similar shots and very similar outcomes. They didn't go very far at all. And that your that was your longest shot ever too. Yeah, seven hundred something yards. Yeah, a long shot. Oof. What did it's you shoot there. your elk twice? One time. One time, double lunged him. Huh. Crashed into. He didn't see him fall, but saw the big old tree shake. You know, and knew that's what he crashed into. He's laying right underneath it, right up against it, basically. So, that is. Would you rather be a little in the high zone or a little in the low zone? So what happens if you hit him too low? I mean, that's that brisket and stuff down there. So, yep, I mean, I guess from a shooter standpoint, same right? This was generally your shot was pretty much across it wasn't really up or downhill uh-huh. um but on a down if you had a downhill shot you would want to be a little on the high side right you don't want to be you don't want to miss low because missing low you only got the tip of the heart to hit and and you got more there, air maybe if air you're back a little bit liver, but nothing yeah yeah you're so yeah i'd say if if you had to err on the side of a half a moa one direction make sure you're up yeah so our two he, kills are proof that that's that's definitely where if, if it's a little bit of a miss that's a good miss. It's funny because we took we ended up when we uh, you know field dressed and kind of we had to bring him out in in quarters and in pieces you know just where we were at there was no bringing him out whole but we we took the meat down to what is you know that no man zone and it's a good sized. You know, when we when you, when we finished butchering that thing up, you know, what do you got? Four and a half, five inches of, it is. It's basically like a dead zone. There's no bones. No there's it's just meat. Nothing. It's just basically a bunch of muscle. That mm-hmm. if you shot an animal there, you ain't dying. I mean, they they're hurt probably. And I've seen I've seen white-tailed deer with you know big holes through them in that no man zone because it's just it's like a flesh wound. You know, there's just not a. I'm not saying there's not a big artery in there somewhere, but it's basically just a bunch of meat and. Yeah, that was a that was that was my nerve wracking thought walking up there, and uh, you just kind of alluded you were maybe thinking the same thing, but it's weird how when you make that walk, number one how fast it goes right because you're super excited, but again here we have ground growth man I I'm gonna I'll post this video up that just it's the contrary to what you normally think man that. Maybe maybe he's not as big as we thought he was. <laughs> then you get to him and he's way bigger than you. I think maybe psychologically it's part partly it was almost like we couldn't believe that it happened the way it happened and 
Maybe well, we, maybe we were all thinking like, yeah, but he's maybe not as big as we maybe thought. Because there's right. like, well, you know, we, we just get this. If lucky. you remember, you know, we, we we set up camp and we went out for the afternoon, and it was like, you know, I had no expectation we were going to. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in that respect because anything had happened. You weren't it was, wrong. It was, no, we were know, all thinking Clay, the same Clay thing. Hadn't, a little Clay bit of wasn't up in camp yet. Right. And we sat and watched, you know, beautiful horses for three hours or two hours, whatever it was. Um, I just wasn't expecting to, you know, when we're walking down that, you know, starting kind of the descent on that, that ridge there. And Alex, he just does, oh, dear, dear. And like, if you've never, you know, and you know, obviously people who haven't listened have not it with Alex, but you know, has like some of the best eyes for game, you know, and it's just, he doesn't get excited over things that aren't something to get excited about. So with the second he said, dear, I knew it was at least something to look at because he's not going to, I've walked with Alex, you know, hundreds of times when you see game, it's eh, nothing, nothing, but we stopped and I looked over and this thing was skylining when we saw him. And so it, it immediately, you know, piques your attention. Well, we were going back to chase kind of one of those ghost tales, you know. It was like somebody told us there was a good one over here near camp, and it. And I remember, you know, Clint was like, "You want to stay here till the sun goes down and see if something stands up, or you want to go look for that one over there?" And it was like, "Let's go look for that one yeah. over there." Yeah. Scouting, you know, it's like you know, kind of chase the ghost stories. The way I looked at you do feel. I I did feel a little bit bad that Clay wasn't there. I mean, you know, whatever he he couldn't make it, and he drove all that way up and didn't get to necessarily see and enjoy that hunt but i mean whatever and that was in the back of all of our minds was like you know we got another guy coming up you know we'll all hunt tomorrow type of thing we even had discussed splitting up you know maybe a couple of us were going to go one way and look and a couple of us were going to go another way and look and you know you have all these plans and then for it to you know because this wasn't something this wasn't you know typically in nevada you're not gonna I, i guess the guides do have a hit list, so to speak, of deer. We didn't. We never seen yeah. that deer in our lives before. I was going to say, 193 inch deer makes you change your plans yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. It, and and yeah. I forgot all about Clay. No, but <laughs> Clay, who's Clay? Yeah, who's Clay? Uh, He's cooking dinner tonight. Good. Exactly. Clay would just want me to be happy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny because Clay was very uh, nervous for us, you know, because by the time we, you know, we we shot that deer, it had to have been what 4:30. I mean, 4:45. Yes. It was. It was. And in the, you know, it was, so it was definitely, definitely dark, way dark when we packed him off. I just told somebody that story the other day, walking out in the dark, my mind, you know, in my mind, we were too far, I'll say to the right when we're walking, you know, and it was, but and no, you know, you have your headlamps on, but you can't see anything. And, uh, Clint, you know, and I said, well, I feel like we're going, you know, too far to the left right now, or that's what I thought. Was, we're 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 too we're going too far left right now. We're going too far left right now. And it's like, you know, you hit the clicker on the truck and it and it popped up. You know, right where we were walking, <laughs> we went right straight. But kind of nerve wracking to come out in the dark like that. But so Clay was nervous, and Clay was nervous for us. You know, because here he is in camp at nine nine thirty at night, and we're not there. And we talked about it already, but you know, we, we, we came together, we left and he was coming to find us not knowing exactly where we were. Cause we didn't, even, we didn't tell anyone exactly where we were going to he look. Knew, we he didn't he even knew know generally that he knew we generally. went that way. Yeah. And, uh, we met at the crest of a hill and, you know, darn near ran into each other. And it was like, I'm sure he was relieved that he saw us, you know, and, uh, then he got to see the deer and everything. What? And I'm just, 
drawing a blank right now. What did we try to fool him with? What was our story? So we told him the camper shell, the was, camper messed shell was messed up. Because <laughs> he, you know, he pulled up and God, you know, he was up. He was nervous, you know, because who knows? You know, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Anything could happen to you. And by his, you know, in his mind, you know, we weren't going to kill anything that first half a day. So why are we out so late? You yeah, know, it was nine o'clock at night and we aren't back at camp. Right. Uh, I would have been nervous. I would have been nervous too, yeah. yeah. It was funny to trick him like that. <laughs> but then, yeah, he kind of what I drive all the way up here for. <laughs> but with, like, with tines that are touching the roof of his, right. of his camper. Of his right. <laughs> yeah, we had a heck of a time getting that in the back of the camper. <laughs> that was a, it was actually a, a decent pack out, you know? I mean, nice for three guys, three I mean, yeah. it was, uh, it was mostly it was all downhill pretty much probably what a mile or so a little more than a mile i know we i know we walked three miles back into where we glassed all day and we yeah. were we had to have been i think it was yeah two-thirds of the way back out when we spotted him and came right. down and and all but very steep at, at one point uh my back was hurt which wasn't ideal but it was cool man it was a, i was gonna share that because you know when you analyze this hunt it's crazy how different things work out sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But Alex had been dealing with his sciatic problem for a little while before this. And if he doesn't have that problem, we don't kill that deer. Right. End of the story. Because it's, it slowed his pace up just enough. Right. Right. Just enough to uh, allow, I don't know, have you named him? He's the kind of deer that needs a name. I, I haven't thought about a name. But. We'll, we'll fill in the blank name. It gave him enough time to work over that skyline. That's the old Saturday night buck, man. <laughs> we were listening to the Grateful Dead. You want to Saturday night. Night. more Saturday night. I was thinking you want to call him Sciatica? Yeah, call him Sciatica buck. <laughs> I don't know. He needs a name for sure. It'll be cool to see that deer when he gets mounted. I'm excited. Well, I mean, I guess I've relived enough that I can relive in uh, – like I said, I'll post that video. We'll post that score sheet. Just a hell of a buck. A dream buck, man. A once-in-a-lifetime buck. You, you know, you, I don't know if you'll ever kill one like that again. I, Obviously, you got a lot of years in life left to try, but it's hard to top. Um, and I, I was talking with my buddy, and, and he said that's a that's a buck of a lifetime. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it truly is. And especially public land, no guides. Draw tag. Draw yeah. tag. No guides, no yeah. trail cams, no... No, right. nothing so but when you equate all that, throw the packs yeah. on and get out and walk. Yeah, <laughs> half a day hunt. It's crazy. Well, thanks for joining us. Check out our Instagram, Facebook. We'll post all that stuff up for you so you can see it. We we've already posted the deer. I'll post him again too. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us. Clint, myself, Clay's at the NWTF show, screwing around. So we'll have a we'll have a chat with him next week about what went down at the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation show and. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Thanks. I was raised at an early age when you shake a man's hand looking square in the eye.